Hola, amigos. My name is Sage Savala, and due to the request of Jeffrey Bowman, or the direct orders, I will be doing a podcast. Uh, today we will be evaluating the women of the MCU. Uh, lately, the women of the MCU have come under a lot of praise um, for their social um, influence and their position in that aspect. Uh, I'll be evaluating if that's deserved through their characters, not through the simple fact that they're women. Um, and instead of going on a 10-point scale, rating them from 1 to 10 on how good they fit in the MCU, I'll be instead just saying yes or no, whether they're good or bad. Um, I can be proven wrong. I'll probably be proven wrong, but let's just get into it, I guess, starting with Scarlet Witch. Um, Scarlet Witch was first introduced to the MCU in um, the second Avengers movie, The Age of Ultron. Uh, she was a Hydra agent originally uh, that joined Ultron with her twin brother, uh, Quicksilver. Uh, in this movie, she destroyed Sokovia and then later fell in love with Vision, who was like three years old and a robot, which is very weird um, and I did not appreciate. Uh she also killed Vision to prevent Thanos from getting the Mind Stone, and I guess that could be a point in her favor, other than the fact that it was way, way too late, and she didn't kill him before like she was ordered. Uh, the only reason that Thanos got the Mind Stone at all and that the uh, snap happened was because of her failure to kill Vision in the first place. Uh, so that point is taken away, and I'll take away another point because she should have killed him in the first place, like they told her to. Um, the Civil War happened because she destroyed Sokovia in Ultron. The whole entire reason why Iron Man wasn't there in Infinity War with Captain America to fight Thanos was because of Scarlet Witch in Civil War. Um, and instead of helping, she just cried and ran away. Um, her and Vision just kind of took off. But she did fight Hawkeye, and she kind of kicked his ass. And that was kind of cool. Um, so point up, but three points down for crying like a baby and running away. Um, she's weak and emotional, but that doesn't play in her favor. It's not a fun thing to watch out because she's just not developing in any light. And I understand that because there's so many characters in the MCU. It's kind of like, hey, look what we got. We can develop the main ones, and it's kind of just like you're there. But it's just kind of sucky to see her played off as this maiden in distress when she's one of the most powerful Avengers, and it just sucks, is the fact that she has to be saved over and over and over and over is painful to watch in repetition. Uh, she also bursts out in anger and then gets super powerful, because she is. She is a very powerful superhero, but she still can't do anything. You can look at Endgame when Thanos is attacked by her after the... Um, initial um, recovery of those lost heroes come comes into play and she can't do anything is it, it's just embarrassing uh so scarlet witch gets a no just because she's boring to watch and it's not fun uh moving on to captain marvel captain marvel was the most recent Marvel movie that came out before Endgame, and I'm going to be honest, I have yet to see Captain Marvel. Um, it's not really something I'm interested in. Uh, from what I've heard, it's just a filler movie and completely unnecessary. Um, 
It's just introducing the character so she can be a complete cop-out for the Avengers in Endgame, which is what I saw. Uh, seeing her just show up anytime that they need to get out of the pinch really, really destroyed the immersion into the universe. Is just If they have this card to play anytime that one of them is in this unmaneuverable situation... Uh, for instance, Iron Man up in space, you're expecting me to believe that Captain Marvel was just on her way the exact same route in the infinite expanse of space, millions of miles away from Earth, and just ran into Tony Stark? No, is it, that, that doesn't happen. Um, she's just a Superman for the equivalent in Marvel. You can look at the Justice League. It's the same thing. Uh I guess she didn't sacrifice herself to save everything. I guess she didn't 100% save everything, but it's just like if she's that powerful, if she's that great to just get them out of anything, why hadn't she been there the first time whenever the world was 100% at threat and Iron Man had to sacrifice, put that in quotation marks because he's done that quite a bit, sacrifice himself to save the world the first place. Why wasn't she there? Is I understand it's it's hard to keep this continuity, but it's also a problem to see her just do whatever she wants, whenever she wants, just for the hell of it. Like it's just a writing ploy. Like it's just this nuance in writing that happens over and over and over where they have this cop out character and it's not fun to watch. Uh, she looks stupid. I hate her hair, both whenever it's long and whenever it's short. I have nothing against the short hair, but she just looks stupid. Her face looks stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> I guess that's an opinion thing, but she she just cannot act. I, I don't understand. That Sorry, that's breaking away from the character, but I, I have very strong ill will towards Captain Marvel. She has no good interactions between her and other characters because she was just thrown in there as a cop-out, like I said. She doesn't have a relationship with these people, and she hasn't built that relationship at all. Uh, Rocket Raccoon would have been an amazing character for them to play around with. She's super powerful. He's a raccoon. Anyone can mess around with him, and they didn't give her anything like that. So she's boring. Anytime she pops up, it's like, ah, there's Captain Marvel again. It's just a problem. That's one of my shorter uh, rants on one of the characters. Uh, But again, Captain Marvel is a no. That's two knows black widow this is actually one of the exceptions to the rules um i immediately give black widow a yes so i guess it will be two to one but black widow cares about the avengers she was developed throughout all the movies um she's really there eventually she was just an, like she becomes a full part of the team but at first she was just an agent she was just this agent helping out higher up and she gets good enough she has good enough skills in fighting and she's smart enough to be on a level playing field with them. And that's amazing. She has no superpowers. And the fact that she does so in the sense that she keeps up with Hulk, who is 10 times stronger than any living being, the fact that she takes down Chidori, uh, these aliens from space, and she's just a normal person, is cooler. Like, you you can say that about Batman, maybe, or Hawkeye. Uh, but, I mean, I understand Batman's not in the... Marvel Universe, but it's in a different way than Batman in a strange way. She has no motivation. She's doing it for the good of the world. Is Batman is doing it to get revenge, get vengeance. 
Um, one thing that I can discredit her for, especially in Endgame, was the fight with Hawkeye. Um, that shouldn't have been a fight in the first place. Jeremy Renner or Hawkeye should not have tried to die there. He, he has so much more to live for, and the fact that he even joined up with the Avengers again to fight this problem and then was willing to throw it away. He, he He's throwing away exactly what he came to fight for. His Black Widow doesn't have any family. Black Widow doesn't have this and that. But she knew that, and that's why she wanted to die. So you can't blame her for that. So, again, no points taken off or whatever. Um, she's so, so cool. Um, like I said, the fact that she can keep up her costume design and everything is amazing. Uh, she has an interesting love story with the Hulk, actually, that I care about. Uh, I don't care about a lot of other love stories that happen. I'll get to that later. But I actually wanted to see that driven further. And I think the way it ended was actually pretty okay. Is uh, The death in Endgame and the way that the Hulk reacts was great. It was kind of satisfying because they hadn't seen each other. Hulk was on um, the – I forgot the, the trash planet – for Ragnarok after uh, Ultron and Hawkeye, or sorry, Black Widow. hadn't been able to see him or anything, but she's the only person that could have calmed him down before he was Professor Hulk, I guess. But Black Widow gets a yes. Uh, the next one is Jane Foster. Uh, do you remember Jane Foster? No, probably not, because no one remembers Jane Foster. Thor movies were terrible. Um, she was so bad that they completely... <sighs> fired Natalie Portman, and they don't have her in any Marvel movies. Uh, Thor and Jane Foster broke up, which is amazing. Thor needs to be a bachelor for the rest of his life. Uh, this is one of those relationships I did not care about because the Thor movies were garbage. Uh, so Jane Foster gets to know she had no real powers. She's just a problem. Uh, moving on. Uh, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts is one that most people are going to disagree with. I think this is probably one of the most uh, more controversial uh, opinions on this list. Uh, but she, again, it just holds Tony Stark back. Uh, in the first two Iron Mans, she does absolutely nothing but just berate him and tell him to stop. But in, in the third Iron Man, she gets superpowers, I guess, and it's never brought up again. Um, it's just a problem in the writing. I, I, I don't know. It was just very boring to watch. Iron Man 3 was very, very bad in general. But Gwyneth Paltrow is again, horrid. Um, it, it's just something that's brought up. The only time that you actually start to like Pepper Potts was when she's like humanized in Endgame, whenever she's de-superheroed uh, as a mother and a wife. And I did enjoy that part. She got slightly better at the end of Endgame, but it's still a problem. She's still stupid. So, Maybe she's not as bad as some of the other characters. I definitely don't think she's as bad as Scarlet Witch because she doesn't have as much screen time. But she doesn't bring anything to the Avengers. She only fought with them once. And the only reason she's a superhero at all is because of Tony. She doesn't have that ability to build her own suit. She doesn't have any superpowers. Um, again, that's a no. My next one is Hope Van Dyne or the Wasp. Uh, she's in Ant-Man. Uh, she was first introduced in the uh, namesake film. She's a good lo love interest to Ant-Man, but she doesn't provide anything either. With or without her, everything that happened would have happened. She doesn't really provide a good storyline or plot 
for Ant-Man to go off of. It's just kind of she's there and it happens. But I guess that could be summed up with the Ant-Man movie, which I actually liked a lot. Um, a lot of people think it's a filler movie, but I really enjoy Ant-Man. The supporting characters aren't the greatest, and that's what I'm trying to get across, is that Hope Van Dyne and or the Wasp is just kind of there. Uh, she has an okay story with her mom and Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I don't really care about it. Again, it was just filler. It's not going to provide anything for the long run of the Marvel Universe. It was just kind of there. Uh, she isn't bad. She's not good, though, and that's why she's going to get a no. I still don't enjoy her, but she is one of the better MCU women. If we're on a 10-point scale from negative 5 to 5, she'd probably be at a 0. My next people I'm going to be evaluating are Gamora Gamora and Nebula both together. Um, They have a great interaction and a great story. Uh, The sister rivalry isn't seen as much... uh, in films today is this maybe brother on brother rivalry or uh, parents sibling or parents child child rivalry is great but Gamora and Nebula really acted in a uh, unique way that you usually don't see uh, of course I forgot to mention there from Guardians of the Galaxy obviously uh, but considering that Bowman will be the only person listening to this he knows um they're both two super, super powerful people. And again, seeing the sibling rivalry play, out, rivalry play out was really great because they're amazing warriors. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best Marvel movies in the whole series. And if you disagree with that, uh, you can. But I think that if it's not the best, it's definitely in the top five. Um, of course, they have good characters because it's one of the best movies. Um, they're kind of the sanity that wraps the whole movie down to earth while while they are blue and green, they're not talking trees and raccoons. Um, so seeing this kind of storyline that we can relate to in a movie about space and a movie about crazy aliens is, is really great. Uh, She has one of the most touching scenes in infinity war, uh, the soul, soul stone assassination where Thanos is crying. It's, it's just really a great scene. Uh, I really cared about her and Peter Quill's relationship or star Lord. Of course I was angry at star Lord and infinity war because he ruined it because of the whole relationship. That's fine though. Gamora comes back and I'll get to that later. Uh, the nebula storyline in Endgame was a good until she steals infinity gauntlet from Hawkeye and like comes back. I liked seeing it build up, but I, I, I kind of hated the fact that Nebula was killed off. Or not killed off, she was left, and then the old Nebula came back. It was kind of the cliche that you see done over and over and over. Um, it was unnecessary and unsatisfying, and it just felt like something that I saw was going to happen as soon as they were introduced, the, the other timeline, uh, Thanos and Nebula. It was super unsatisfying uh, seeing her get killed like that just with a gun i i think that she deserved more than that uh, gamora's ending in end game was super unsatisfying too and kind of wants me not to look into it further like seeing gamora hold from a whole different timeline i just don't want to see the whole events of guardians of the galaxy one and guardians of the galaxy two replayed out between quill and gamora because it's just going to be repetitive and boring i hope that they don't do anything like that 
and I don't want her to have to start all, all over. Uh, they are cool, and they're another good pair of women. Your boy, C. Smitty, in the house. Yerk. Connor, do you have anything you want to say about the women of, M- of the MCU? This is a making a guest appearance for Connor Smith. This is – go ahead. Women of MCU? Yeah, they suck. That's how I'm getting the point across. So, like, Marvel movies? Oh. I think yes. Black Widow is kind of hot. Yeah, well, I have Black Widow's cool. Yeah, Black Widow's cool. Sorry, listeners. We have uh, I don't guests, really like guests Marvel. in the studio. Yeah, I also said that. I really like her. I she said, cut her hair and that kind of killed the vibe. Just evaluating. Back. Oh, Carter. Hey, welcome to the studio. What do, you, do you have anything you want to say? What's up? Stay away from the cigarettes. All right. It's a bad addiction. All right, Coolio. Can I get back to this? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so the next character that we will be going over is Mantis. She's also in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, she has a good introduction and backstory, and she kind of flows well into the whole entire series, even though that she's introduced later on. Uh, it made sense, like, where she came from and how she applies to all the people. Um and again, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best Marvel movies, and her style works well with it. And the fact that she's even in that movie is just going to give her some credit. Uh, she's a great character uh, to play with with Drax in the sense of writing and uh, just playing off one another. It's kind of like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Uh, it's really great to see. The last people I will be going over with, oh, in conclusion, I give her a yes. Um, Do you like Nebula? Yeah, I do like Nebula. I that's one of the ones I went. Bro, but Nebula, like, she's the reason why Thanos even came back and shit. Yeah. In the new Avengers. But like I said, that Nebula, like, I thought that part was stupid. Yeah. Like I, I kind of just saw it coming from like when she got introduced. Yeah. All right. The last people I need to talk about are the Black Panther people. Um, Ooh, that's my favorite movie. Black Panther's good. Um, so I, I am going to be categorizing them all as one because they all get a yes. I think that the Black Panther women are very, very strong. I think that they fit well with the movie and they're not over pushed as women is like I was talking about. They get a lot of praise for being, uh, they get a lot of praise for being, just women and that's exactly what we're evaluating but the women of black panther don't do that they don't get praised for being just women they get praised for being warriors and amazing and they've been warriors for hundreds of years whenever they were just an african tribe and stuff like it's it's crazy to watch this play out and in tons of different generations too as you have the head of the clan or whatever uh, you have shuri his little sister and like uh, okay or whatever it's great just to watch it play out and any time that they were on screen i really got excited to see what they were going to do. I do think that it's better to have them as side characters um, in in game. They did that re- really well. But uh, in Black Panther, whenever they were more of main characters, they worked well with that too. I would love to see a second Black Panther, and uh, I advocate for that. Um, so in conclusion, they also get a yes. And looking back at this tally here, I have been proved wrong as I said that I would have been um, so far we have one two three four four nos and one two three 
four yeses. Uh, I guess it's tied, so we'll go into the last one. Uh, we'll throw another one in here, Valkyrie. Valkyrie is from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, she was an alcoholic that Thor kind of got back into superheroing, uh, which is very ironic because afterwards Thor becomes an alcoholic. Um, Thor Ragnarok, again, is one of the best Marvel movies, and she fit very well in it. Uh, it had a very small cast of supporting er, of leads and, um, and supporting characters, and her time management, or sorry, the Russo brothers, or man, I got that wrong. Taika Waititi, uh, the director of Thor Ragnarok, did very well at balancing her involvement in that. Um, she was a minor, minor role in Endgame, but seeing her was really satisfying because you finally got that closure. At the end of Thor Ragnarok, you see Thanos' ship come in and blow everything out of the water. You don't know where they are. Uh, all the characters in Thor Ragnarok reappear in Endgame, and you see her, and you go, ah, Valkyrie. Uh, she did do a lot in the final battle at Endgame. She rode her unicorn through the skies, or Pegasus. Uh, I apologize. And just kind of messes shit up. Like, of course, she couldn't take on Thanos one-on-one, -on -one, but she didn't try. That's the thing Scarlet Witch attempted, and she failed, and that makes her suck ass. Um, but Valkyrie gets... Uh, yes, she's she's great. Um, that being said, is I proved myself wrong. Uh, women of MCU do stand strong. There are some poor characters in the mix, uh, but judging the fact that the Marvel movies are the cinematic or hold the cinematic prowess in modern society, um, you can understand that. With that being said, I will sign off and leave you to grade my paper, Bowman. Uh, thank you very much.